Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. I'm Brian Custer. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And in the super welterweight division, one of the biggest is a man who's our next guest. He's the former WBC super welterweight champion of the world. You know him as super bad. He's Detroit's own Tony Harrison. Tony, welcome to the last stand. Oh man, thank you all for having you, boy. I've been, I've been, it's been a minute, man. I've been on the scene and I've been waiting to do stuff like this. So first one, gonna be the best one. Let's go, B. Let's get it. All right, so April 17th on Fox, main event. You're back in the ring against Brian Perella. Uh, what should we expect when you get in the ring against Perella? Um, I think it's gonna be an exciting fight. And I just think, um, uh, the world who's super bad fans is just waiting to see super bad in the ring. Period. Um, it didn't matter who, the, who you know, who, 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 uh, who was the opponent. And, um, for me, it's um been the longest layover for me. And, um, um, you know, just being out of the sport is uh, any sport you play is, is, is the roughest thing you probably can come across. And, um, the pandemic, you know, shut us down for a minute and kept me off for a year and some months. So I'm just looking, I'm looking forward to just seeing how fast the sport is moving again and, you know, being able to, you know, absorb punches with 10 ounce gloves on again. And, um, you know, coming across a guy like a tough, rugged guy like Corella, who's a pretty good puncher himself is, um, you, you, you it, it'd be fireworks. It shouldn't go the whole way. It shouldn't go the whole way though. That's for sure. Well, he's making, uh, obviously, his debut at 154. And as you just pointed out, uh, it will be your first time in the ring in 16 months, longest of your career. Will any of that uh, come into play, you think, in this fight? Oh, well, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. You know, my mind would tell me no, and my, you know, but my body would get in there and, and get hit with 10-ounce gloves and haven't been hit with 10-ounce gloves in 16 months and be like, it would just react another kind of way. Um, I think it was kind of like the same way when I fought Charlo when I took that year off and um and uh, me he had a fight in between so it, it, you know things kind of move a little faster and it seemed like he was just a little bit stronger the second time than he was the first time and not because he was probably physically stronger just the year off that I took from getting hit with a, a ten ounce gloves and um the speed of the, the speed of everything was just a little bit a little bit faster than I could probably remember just taking a year off so I just think um. 
It'd be it'd be hard to say. It'd be it really will be hard to say. I'd be I'd be a fool to say, um, nah, the layoff ain't gonna affect me at all. You know what I mean? So it it really be hard to say. Like I said, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to myself to to getting in there after 16 months. But you know you know the good thing about 16 months off is is I've been doing this for so long consistently, man. I never had a break. So it's the 16 months kind of did help me recover. Got a little fat in between, but it did help me recover um, from some well-needed rest for myself and some well-needed time to spend with my family and my friends and, you know, just party like a regular regular guy for a minute. So, you know I mean? I, I, it, it was cool. It was cool. Well, you know, the one thing uh, about when you're off for a while and now in light of the pandemic, you know, the guys want to fight. And, and now, guys, there's a sense of urgency in wanting big fights. In light of that, you have to kind of look good uh, in right. your return. Uh, right. it, it, is this a fight where you even tell yourself, I got to not only whether stop this guy or I got to I got to give the best version of super bad that I've given in a while? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going into the fight really kind of thinking of, you know, what's next, you know what I mean? Right now it's just about what's now. And, um, you know, cause if I don't conquer what's now, whether knockout or, or ugly win, you know, if I don't conquer what's now, what's next won't even matter for me. And that's any athlete. So, um, I'm trying to focus on what's now for me. And, um, every fight I go in, you know, I'm, I'm looking to look good. I'm looking to style. I'm looking to finish it how in an incredible fashion. Um, but you know, some guys, you know, don't allow that, you know, some sometimes the, the it doesn't present itself. And um, but my main goal, you know, from having just a a, a new camp, well not like a new camp, but you know, from the passing of my father and, and my brother stepping up in a big role, um, we just looking to take it a, a step at a time and just getting the win. And um like I said, when I when I started this journey, man, it was to become world champion. I did that. So um, it's always I'm always trying to get back to that spot. You know, I'm always trying to get back to that spot where I'm fighting for a world title belt. But it's not like I'm rushing it. It's not a rush for me. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not a thing like, well, I'm, I gotta look good so I can get the world championship. No, no, I am who I am. I am Tony Harrison. I am former world champion and. You know, when it, when it presents itself, I'll be, I be, I be ready for it. You know what I mean? If it, when the time comes, I'll be ready. You know, there ain't nothing to rush about it, though. Tony, last year, uh, I think, was a horrible year for all of us in light of uh, the pandemic, but a really tragic one for you, considering your father, who was your trainer, died from coronavirus. How did that affect you? How did you find the strength to carry on with your career? Um, you know, th 30 years, 30 years on this earth with Ali. Um, it's it's kind of, it kind of sums itself up, man. He, he did a great job raising me and my brothers and my sisters as, as great young men and women. And, um, um, you know, for me, it's just, I'm, 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 I'm just a realist about every situation. You know, like I said, um, I never expected the situation to happen so fast or when it, when it did, but, you know, um, I'm just an advocate that death comes to us all. You know what I mean? We, we don't need, we just don't know when, you know what I mean? So um, my father did a great job spending his time and dedicating his time to his children. Um, he did a great job uh, being a role model for the community, um, living his life 
the best way he wanted to live it. And um, you know what I mean? Well, with those things, you can't take anything away from him being a good man. I mean, he was a he was a great man and um, you know, a guy just caught an angel a little bit sooner than I expected him to call him. But um the the time I spent with the man, like literally, like I probably spent every year of my life with with that man. Um it wasn't a year off I, I didn't have with him. So just to be able to relish that time and have that that time what I had with my father was 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 you know what I mean I, I can't buy him. I just I just sit back and I and I reminisce on the times we had and um just say that that um that it was that it was good. It was I mean he was, was a good man. He, he did everything in his power. Only thing he was missing was money and money didn't buy him. So um Every everything everything was amazing, man. And um, you know what I mean? Like if I could do it all over, I would do it the exact same way. You know what I mean? Like like God's message was his message. How how has your your goals in your career uh have they changed since his death? Um, like I said, um being fights since you've been five years old, man, you you kinda you kinda walk into the room sometime and the light is a little dim. And um but but as a fighter, you know, you you find ways to fight in those dim spots and those dim rooms. Um since my father passed in the 16 months I had off, um I walk in the room and and, and, the, and the room got LED lights in it now. You know what I mean? Like I'm back hungrier. I'm back just like I said, the rest just uh, you know, rejuvenated my mind, rejuvenated my spirit, and um, doing it for so long with the same people, the same routine. You know what I mean? It was just like uh, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do it, but it wasn't like the urge to 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 really want to get up and say I'm gonna get up before everybody and I'm gonna get out there. So when they pull up, I'm already out there. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind of like that spirit is in me now. That that kind of fire, that kind of energy. That kind of rage um, is in me again, and um, I'm I'm more I'm, I'm more motivated for myself. You know what I mean? Like it, it, I don't I don't need the motivation. I don't need the cheers. I don't need the claps. You know what I mean? So like I said, this fight coming off being my first fight back, I don't need a crowd. I don't need no boos. I don't need no eyes. I don't need no hoorays. I, I just need me and him. I need a ref, some officials, and a ring. That's all I need. Well, it, it took, you know, it took you a couple cracks, but listen, you became a world champion. You defeated uh, Jamel Charlo. That was in December of 2018. What did it mean to you when they put that belt around you and you were world champion? Man, to be honest, man, I live higher than a motherfucker off. Like, like the first, the first like month. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I took that bill everywhere, man. Like, like it, it, it was like a dream come true, like to finally become something that you always told yourself you started off doing it in the first place. It was the reason why I started doing it in the first place. You know what I mean? My father put gloves on me in the first place. You know what I mean? The whole goal we were shooting for, like it was no other bill. So God had his plan because I fought for the IBF and I lost. You know what I mean? So God had his plan because he already knew the belt I wanted. He already wanted the green belt. Like, not only the green belt is the one that, that meant something to me, it's, it's the belt that, that you know, the iconic Floyd made seem like it was the only fucking belt that mattered. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, that's the one I wanted. So, you know what I mean? It was God's plan. I mean, I'm talking about I live 
high into the sky, man, for about a month, man. I probably didn't sleep. You know, I probably was like that movie 48 and 49. I probably didn't sleep for like 48 and 49, just party city to city, uh, town to town. Just I just tore it up, man. And um after that, I just felt like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we gotta defend this motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's 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 get back to work, you know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things, like I did it and like nothing changed about it. the character was still the same, the person was still the same. Um, the world just needed to know that it was a new face on the scene, and man, it was it was it's it was it's amazing, but you know what I mean? Like it didn't change the person I was, you know what I mean? I just was like cool. Like I, I like after the month, I gave the belt to my auntie, she kept it for like a month, and my my boys, they kept it for like a month. So you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted, you know, it was it was more of a it was more of a we we passed it along like a freak chick, you know that we just passed her along, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I let I let everybody enjoy her, man. But it was it was it was good that we brought that back to Detroit, man. After after the great Milton and Tommy and Jimmy and and, and just so many other countless guys and did it for the city, man. And 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 like I said, the 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 shade has. It, is 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 all over Detroit. Like they don't even recognize the city that brought so much lineage to the sport, man. So it was just good to be able to do that for the city for sure. Uh so then uh a year later, uh you had to defend the title in a rematch uh with Charlo. Um you end up losing that fight. What do you believe was the difference in the first fight to the second fight? Um, like I said, uh I think I think it was I think it was a couple of variables, man. I think um, like I said, I think my main the main variables, if I would have just fought him and not had gotten injured and we would have fought in Vegas, I think it would have been something totally different. But I think that he got his groove, you know, he knocked out Jorge Cota, his confidence was a little higher. He was dull though. Like after beating the first time, he was shot. Like he was, he was on a suicide watch. Like he was, he was done. He was done. Like I just had to beat him again within that, 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 that small period of time, I had him, you know what I'm saying? So as he knocked the Jorge Cody, he like, okay, I'm back on the scene. I did this right. You know what I mean? He was still the same fighter though. Like I, I made the change I needed to make. So he was still the same fighter though, but his talk, his confidence was, you know what I'm saying? His morale, his everything, everything just started to boost up a little more than I did. But then I don't have what I, I want to just like Al and just tell him, nope, you know what? You waited out too, cause he waited it out. And we both had a hat on a little late. You know what I'm saying? So. I think the the layoff was 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 the main thing, and I think the second thing is, um, I'm just so comfortable fighting that I sometimes make it. I put myself in uncomfortable situations by being so comfortable, and I found that in that situation where I was, was like, the whole press conference builder. It was fucking. It was dope. It was like the the best shit ever. Like I like it was, but it was real like energy. Like me not like him and. And him not liking me, so it was like real energy. But the the whole way through, um, for me, it was like I've been boxing for so long, and to be on that world championship stage, and I got so lax and so comfortable, it shows like how God gifted me to like just. I'm, it, it, it takes a it takes a different kind of man to get into a, a firefight with two pistols. And people pistol, pistoling out, they shooting it out with pistols. And this man just cooling, like laughing, like I'm cooling and I'm laughing when bullets is flying right in front of my face. You know what I'm saying? So 
And um, it just showed how I, I was so comfortable in the fight and I, and I had him so bad, like, you know what I mean? Like, and then my whole mentality was like, you became world champion. Like all the way through those losses kind of shied me away from, from um, just when I just told my mama, the mentality was just like, just win, just win, just win, just win, just win, find a way. You don't gotta knock nobody out. You don't gotta, you don't gotta do none of that. You don't gotta dog nobody. Just move around, you're a good athlete, move around. I'll box some of these guys and win fights and get to a, get to, get to that spot. But once I became a champion, I'm like, shit, balls to the wall again. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do I got to keep boxing these motherfuckers that I know ain't really physically stronger than me, better than me? You know what I mean? So I got back to that dog mentality, man, and it made for a great, a great fucking fight, man. And, um, you know, it, it, it became the 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 bull became the matador. You know what I'm saying? The guy that they thought Jamel Charlo was, Oh, he just physically gonna walk this guy down, and I changed the title on him, and I walked him down, and he got to be in the matter, or he got to be in the the guy that was moving more. So it was it was definitely a fun fight, man. But it just shows the kind of time that we in. Like these suck ass niggas is so fucking uncompetitive. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the competitive part of me is I beat him, he gave me the shot. Let's do it again, and he, and he has to be in the rematch clause. Not like let's let's do it again. Like it's fun for the like the, the it like. The ratings was high, like you know what I'm saying. Like the the press conference was this shit, like the the energy was real. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like that's 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 Rocky and Drago. Like that was like the kind of build that we had for that. Like and like the like the like it brought like I feel like for me it brought boxing back to a great spot in the sport. But like I said, he's doing what he's doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. I ain't chasing no man. He ain't chasing me. So, but uh, but uh, like I said, the main the main the main thing for me was the layoff and just being so comfortable that I made it uncomfortable to 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 really understand to tell myself like, man, you really still in a gunfight, like you know what I mean, like. So, um, but like I said, it just showed that I deserve to be at the highest level. I I didn't get there by no surprise. Um, so uh, I mean that's like I said, uh, that's that's the new that's the new me though, man. That's the new me, man. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Walking these guys down, making these guys, um, putting these guys in their place uh, mentally. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like I'm just the the the, the mentally. I'm just the physically the stronger guy, and more importantly, that I'm the mentally. I'm mentally the stronger guy for sure. You know that rematch, as you pointed out, was just so contentious, especially the build up, the press conference, all of that. Now you know Jamel's got three of the belts. He's looking to become the unified uh, and undisputed. Um, champion of the division what do you right. think of Jamel Charlo I think he's an okay fighter I, I honestly think he's 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 he's, he's okay he's he's you know what I'm saying? decent you know what I mean he, he you know he no slouch at all you know what I'm saying he's not a slouch he's not he's not a bum you know I would never call him that you know I would I would I really would never call any man that that that's man enough to step in the ring and put a pistol down and fight somebody a bum so um He's definitely he's definitely a, a very a very a very very good fighter, man. He, he's a very very good fighter. Um, from his standpoint, I think he's not the most skilled. Like he ain't like he does everything good. Like I, I just think like he does nothing spectacular. He does everything good. You know what I mean? That but sometimes that's what it takes to be a unified world champion is to do everything good. You don't have to do one thing great, but just do everything good. And I think 
Um, I think his best attribute is he is probably in our division one of the most durable. You know what I mean? Like he, he's he's very durable. You know what I mean? Like his body, his 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 body, his his body pain resistance is like very high. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he, like I can hit him with a good punch, and I know I hurt him, but his 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 demeanor never changed from any shots that you hit him with. So it's like his like his resilience for getting hit. His resilience for staying strong is very is very high, and I think he he does that he does that extremely well. Like um, his technique is very good, um, and like I said, he got he got a good he got a good trainer, man. He got a good trainer and good stable around him, and I think I think he's a good fighter, man. He's a real he's a real good fighter. Yeah, I love your division uh, because you have so many great fighters. It seems at one fifty four, obviously you Charlo yourself, uh, Heard. Um, Lubin, J-Rock, uh, Castaño, who's there, uh, is, is Tony Harrison still a major force at 154? Um, I think uh, you would have to see some of these guys stop ducking and stop um, stop making these fights that's, that are good for the people happen, and then we'll be able to figure that out. Um, and factual time and not opinionated time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I only like to speak facts and um, I only like the fights that matter for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like, I don't really like fights like this where I don't really have much to gain, but Brian Perella is coming up and waiting. You know what I'm saying? He has nothing to, nothing to lose and, and, and he just can come out here shooting. And, um, you know what I mean? I don't really like those fights, but Sometimes that's how the fight the fight game happened. Um, you know, I would I would have rather fought somebody else, but um, I, I want these guys. Like I said, in order to keep the sport good, good got to fight good. Great got to fight great. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't make the sport good by 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 relishing on fighting guys that um, where where you look at the odds on the fight and it's nine to one, and ten to one. And, 21 to one, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not, that's not how we make the sport better, man. And I think it start with, you know what I mean? Like the promoters do their job, matchmakers do their job, but it really start with the fighters. All two fighters got to do is agree to fight each other. And um, this, the sport is, the sport is back on top, man. You, 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 you have some of the best, you know, it, it, it'll definitely be the best sport, man. I think uh, the world started out, this is one of the, the sports, that the world has started, you know what I mean? Like before it was basketball, before it was football, before it was hockey, it was fighting. Like all you had to do was raise your fist and it was fighting, you know what I mean? So I think to make these fights happen is uh, it take fighters, man. It take, it take fighters and um, it take guys to stop worrying about money. It take guys to stop worrying about taking a loss. It take guys to stop worrying about um, the odds of some of these fights. Like I said, I only want to fight, I really only want to fight guys I got some to lose just like me to be honest, so. Um, but that's not the case in this end, but I'm going to just go ahead and get, you know, get through to this one and um, see what happens next for real. But, you know, I want those fights. And in, in the hierarchy at 154, where do you see Tony Harrison? I'm, I'm still top five. Easy. You know, I, mean? I, I don't see too many guys beating me, you know, what I'm saying? to be honest. But uh, like I said, they, they, don't, they only see the skill level of the fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like the mentality of the fighter means a lot a lot more than the skill of the fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, you, if you, if 
the 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 real thing is like start going and, and asking these guys have they offered you a fight with Tony Harrison and see how many people said no. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the mentality of the fighter. You know what I mean? Like, like, damn, this guy really caught. It's gotta be, it's, this guy really has to be pretty good. Like if everybody, if everybody turning this guy down, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like I'm, I'm getting the opportunity to fight the guy that I want to fight and I'm saying no to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really the guy that's like, like, let's make that fight happen. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you have you have you went to uh Al Heyman and the PBC and said, yo, give me Herd, give me J Rock, uh, give me Lubin, give me these guys. Have have you have you done that yet? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, like I said, I this this was this was previous of of times, man. It's this previous times that I've tried to make good fights happen. Um, that that didn't happen. Like I said, no names dropped and nothing like that. But it, it's been previous times I've tried to make great fights happen. For some reason, they, they didn't have whether the time just wasn't right. And I understand time not being right at some point um, in your career at the, you know what I'm saying, whether switching the training, whether coming off a loss. So I understand that times are not right sometimes, you know what I mean? But at some point, um, the best just got to keep fighting the best, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, when you're top five, top ten, like, yeah, like we got to just continue to just circulate. Like, you know what I mean? That's the good thing about having a good division. Like, all of us can just circulate. Like, if you just want to put us all in the tournament, like, where nobody can fucking duck nobody, then I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'll be the first guy to sign up on the line and say, I'm, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Where, where everybody just draw out of a hat. Like, we do March Madness. This guy got to fight this guy. This guy has to play this guy. This guy has to. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll be, I'll be all for it. You know, I'll be one of the guys that sign up for it, and I'll be the first one that, that'll put my, my name on a petition and say, let's make this division great. Let's do it how it's supposed to be done, and um, and I and I, I think uh, from that, once you see good fights happen, man, and you see the justice and and the kind of, the kind of the kind of testimony we get from that, I think you know you'll get the middleweight division to do it. I think junior middleweight division to do it. I think you know what I mean. So sometimes it takes stuff like that to happen, but like I said, uh, um, to be a good fighter, man, it's not only about fighting; it's about you know, coming from them, from them days that timing them was fighting all fighting each other and Ray Leonard was all fighting each other and Hagler, Duran and all those guys were all fighting each other. I mean, that's that's really what the sport needed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody got to be a loser at the end of the day and got to be a winner. But once again, those guys are all in the Hall of Fame because they all did what they were supposed to do as fighters and they all fought each other. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. Uh, how long do you see yourself fighting at 154? Um, to be honest, man, I, I just don't see a reason to go up to a division, I think, that is less, less energetic. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, let, never say less talented because talent is everywhere, but less energetic. Like, like, the, like the middleweight division is just less energetic. Like it's nobody. It's like the energy is not the same. Like when you when you look at the top 10 junior middleweights, like you can pick one out of 10 and 10, 10 verse two, two verse eight, eight verse six, and you make great fights. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like I, I don't see the same that when it comes down to, to the middleweight division. But um if it was a if it wasn't coming out for me to move up to middleweight, it would have to be like some something that has to make super sense in like it has to be something like that that a press conference for me would just have to be like better than Jamel Charlo type thing, you know. And um, like I said, it just it would have to geek me up some other way where where it's not just 
me moving up to 160, I have to be like money or or something like that. But like I said, I really just want to retire here. Um, and I, I just want to, I want, like I said, I want to just try to make all the best fights I can, all the fights that I know that'll be just amazingly good fights, man. I just want to make all the best fights I can before I even think about moving up. Um, um, I, I mean, you really asked me to move up. I mean, it would be like after 16 months, it would, that would have been the question to ask me to move up because making weight at 154 again after 16 months off is, is fucking uh, man, it's, it's, <laughs> man, and, and, and like I said, to make it even worse, man, to go into that that bubble and not being able to do nothing is is ridiculous. Like they asking us to commit suicide. To be honest. Yeah, you, you know, what I'm fight, fighters have realized that they basically when they they go to wherever they're fighting, they better get there on weight because once you get there, there's not much you can do. Uh, so you better get there, basically. And they asking, and they asking us to commit suicide, man. And that's that's the struggle. That's gonna be the hard part of the struggle. But uh, once I get there, and once my body gets back to that weight, I'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Like it just it's just a point of breaking the body back down um, from doing all the bullshit I was doing for 16 months and breaking the body back down and like snapping it back in shape and, and telling it, you know. It's time to get back to your weight that you normally fight at, which is going to be a struggle after 16 months. But I get there, though. You know, men mentally, I get there for sure. Uh, if it was up to you, and I love when we have fighters on to ask them this question. If it was up to you, what would be your next two fights after Perella? If it was up to me, um, my next fight, uh, like I said, I, I would definitely be Jamel Charlo and another rematch with Jamel Charlo again. You know what I'm saying? But uh, realistically, um, realistically, I really swear to God, I've always wanted to fight Julian Williams. Like realistically, I, I've, I've, I've always, I've always thought like when it comes down to the movement, when it comes down to the boxing, beautiful science part of, I think he's a very good fighter. And um, Philly and Detroit is just like two of the same. And I've, I, like I said, I always think that a, a, a fight versus me and him would just be like the ultimate chess match, the ultimate feigning it out, the ultimate moving head, side to side moving. It'd just be beautiful for a guy that loves the sport of boxing. You know, it might, it might be slower than expected for the action pack guy, but the guy that loves boxing to be like these two motherfuckers in without throwing a punch. They're like these two motherfuckers is fighting. You know what I'm saying? We just moving our feet and working our angles and moving our head like these two motherfuckers. They ain't throwing a punch yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's sometimes that's just the beauty of boxing, man. But like I said, I've always wanted to fight him. Um, I would always look for a, a her rematch if I could. Um, so you know, um, um, Castano's back on top. Um, him and him and Charlo will fight. I would, I would love to fight him. I would love to fight with uh, Rosario. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you can, you can, you can, you can pick a lot of guys, man. I'm not choosing any of them, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not hounding any of them on. I'm not choosing. Any, I'm not skating down. But I, it's, it's too many fights you can make for a guy like me when it comes down to the dream middleweight division. How about this? Uh, what do you think, uh, Danny Garcia? Uh, saying that he's I coming fucking to love Danny. 154. I fucking love Danny though. And, and he I said, love Danny, dog. he says, quote. I'm still a bigger name than all them dudes at 154. I'm definitely going to be the biggest name in that division. 
and they need someone to help them bring more light to that division, end quote. What do you think? I fucking love Danny, dog. I love Danny. No fucking lie, no fucking joke. Like literally at welterweight, I love Danny. At junior welterweight, I love Danny. Like I'm like I'm I'm really like a Danny Garcia guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a Danny Garcia guy. I love his grit. I love um I love the fact that him and his dad are crazy enough to do the things they've done. But uh most importantly, I, I'm I'm just I love, I love them more for him just sticking with his dad. You know what I'm saying? Like any guy that we can see that stick with, like, listen to me, like uh, a father-son relationship is tough already. A father-son trainer relationship is even fucking tougher. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I applaud everybody that is stuck with their father, uh, Telefimo, um, you know, Danny, and that just everybody that sticks with their father because it's already not enough that, you know, those old school kind of dads are stuck in their ways and, um, um, it's hard to create good relationships with that kind of thing, but you know it's 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 a mental challenge. It's, it, you got to be mentally strong to do that. But I think Danny Garcia coming to Junior Welterweight is a fucking big thing. But for him to think he's just gonna be the biggest name, he just he just gonna do what he done. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, Danny. I love Danny, but you love Danny now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you 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 gonna be little Danny compared to the big guys, the six one guys. But I, I love that. I love Danny Garcia, man. I love, I love, I love, man. Like, literally, like, it's nothing bad for me to say. I would love a fight with Danny Garcia. Um, I think he's an amazing fighter, bro. And um, he's chasing greatness, man. Like I said, he's not running from anything. He's just chasing greatness, man. And um, you can appreciate a guy like that. I always appreciated Danny, man, for chasing everything he's done and everything he's done. And um, like, literally, like, it's nothing, it's nothing bad for me to say, man. I love that dude. You've done so much. Uh, for the city of Detroit, uh, obviously your home city you love. What do you want your legacy to be once you're done? Um, I just wanted, I just wanted to, I wanted to be like this guy stood for something. This guy, um, the main thing is this guy didn't sell out. This guy didn't sell out. Um, he did it his way. Um, this guy. I mean, this guy was just, I, I, wanted to, I want my legacy to be like, this guy was just different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, you know, you hear a lot of guys um, say, um, well, um, I signed with Al Heyman. I want to talk to Al Heyman kind of thing. Like, I'm like the total opposite. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to be like, I sign with Al Heyman, but I don't need to talk to Al Heyman. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all the guys be like, oh, I want to talk to Al. Like, I'm, I'm just different. I'm just a different kind of guy. Like, I don't need to talk to Al Heyman. Al Heyman is the guy that felicitates everything, but um, a good felicitator has good leaders around him. And he got Sam, he got Brad, and my baby. This is my baby right here out of all of everybody. This is why I don't even need to talk to Al as much as everybody else probably do. They want to pamper themselves and be like, I need to talk to Al, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need you because the first lady that he got around him, Sylvia, is like my, that's my baby. Like, that's my, she know, I, I don't even miss a beat with talking to my Al because that is Al to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is my Al Heyman. So um, I just want everybody to be like, this guy was different. He's still for something like, I've I made it to 21 and over before I even signed with Al Heyman. And I was fighting all locally. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's, it's, it's for everybody, it's a possibility. It's a possibility for you to do it your way 
and still come out on top with 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 the best promoter, the best manager, with doing it your way. You know what I'm saying? So I did it my way, and um, well, while doing it my way, like everybody that I brought up with the with the crowd was my family. Like I never brought in no new guy, like no outside guy to do this, no outside guy to do this. Like everybody I did it with was my brother, my dad, my uncle, my cousin. Yeah, everybody became a, a very, a very good name, especially in the city of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Where, 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 which, whenever you're trying to be great at something, start with your city. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to dominate your city before you can do it anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Be great in your city first. So, I think uh, me and my team have established ourselves in being great in our city before we made our chips and our moves anywhere else. So, my, like I said, my legacy is. Is do it your way. Like this guy did it his way. He came on our top. He became world champion. Um, I didn't need. I, I I don't have a manager. I never had a manager. Um, never. So you know what I mean. I did it my way. You know what I mean. Without giving and I, and I say this myself as much money as possible by doing it my way and not letting nobody force feed me to believe I needed the best manager or I needed the best promoter or I needed the best. No, I I, I put in the fucking groundwork. I grinded. I sold tickets. I went door to door. And, and tickets in my hand for the first 21 fights of my life and sold tickets until I sold out Cobo Arena and then took myself to the big screen where I got without Heyman. But I did it my way, you know what I'm saying? So everybody just got to realize, like, like, bet on yourself. Like, when the, when the legacies are off, I bet on myself. I did the groundwork myself. I hustled with tickets myself. I didn't sign without Heyman out the bubble. I wasn't the best amateur coming out. I didn't have, like, like Olympic alternate, I didn't do none of that, but I was a great fucking fighter, and um, I was charismatic the whole way through, and I did it my way, man. Just like do it your way, like you know, what yeah. I mean? there's no blueprint to doing it your way. There's no blueprint to it, you know what I'm saying? Like people become the the best. A president of the United States, they don't have to graduate from Yale, you know what I'm saying? Like do it your way, you know what I'm saying? Like for real, just do it your way and bet on you. I love it. Um, real quick, uh, what do you think about these YouTubers? making a lot of money in your sport and even these older guys, old champions now doing these exhibitions and still drawing uh, uh, a lot of money and, and people to, what do you think about, about that? This new wave of boxing now with YouTubers and old champs from Tyson, uh, Holyfield and Roy Jones now getting back and making money in these fights. That shit is fucking insane. It's insane. Like, I love it though. I love it. I love it. I love it that these guys, like the older guys that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like back in the day, I don't think the older guys back in the day um, really maximized who they were back in the day. Like, like Tyson, I think Tyson, Tyson generated 50, $100 million. I think it, he should have generated a billion, you know, in this day's time, it would have been like a billion dollars. It would have been like him way making what Anthony Joshua made, you know what I'm saying? Like, like times three, you know what I'm saying? So, so right now these guys, are really using what they became back in the day to finally still make money um, that they probably blew back in the day to make millions now is, is is amazing. But for guys like me that's been grinding since five years old, boxing since five years old, you mean to tell me the blueprint to the shit to make more money in less amount of fights with no amateur experience was just find a way to fucking hack a, a computer? Like, damn, like, I, I'm like, kudos to, like, listen to me, kudos to any man that can scam the system. Like, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for scammers. I'm from Detroit. So I'm all for the guys that can scam 
I'm all for the guys that can kind of spam, find a way to get that niche and find a way to just jump in, jump right in something and dominate it and make the most out of it by doing something that's so simple. All it takes is time to be able to do something with a computer or or videos or or gamers or, or, or YouTubers. Like them, they did took time out, they day to just sit around all day to do nothing to make millions of dollars. Like, damn, like kudos to you, brother. Kudos fucking to you. <laughs> This segment of the show is brought to you by Man Cave Health. It's a public charity that raises awareness nationwide for prostate cancer. Many of you know I battled prostate cancer, and it had it not been for me taking a PSA test, you know, the doctor told me I could have been dead uh, within a year. 30,000 men die every year from prostate cancer simply because they didn't know their number. They didn't get an annual check. And also, do you know one out of every four black men are diagnosed with prostate cancer? Uh, in light of that, in, in light of the, the loss that you suffered last year with your father, how important is your health to you? Uh, I mean, health is everything, to be honest. Um, I think, uh, I, mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not pretty sure, pinpointing pretty sure, but I think if my father would have taken health a little bit serious. I think it would have, his, his body probably would have fought off COVID a little harder. You know what I'm saying? Like not only with the doctors, but um, it starts with your own body. Like like COVID reacts, how, how it reacts to your body just comes from health. You know, health is, is top priority. You know what I'm saying? So so I, I just I just wouldn't, you know, I just want everybody to be like, um, don't overlook the small things for the bigger things that don't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because when you die, money don't matter. When you die, uh, cars don't matter. Jewelry don't matter. You know what I'm saying? So the, the, the object of life is to live as long as you can to see your friends and your family, your granddaughters and your sons and daughters prosper in life. And um, if I can live to 100 years old, I want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, so help, help is wealth to me. Like, that's, that's the ultimate form of wealth. Well said. Um, in light of that, has anyone in your family, especially on the, on the male side, have they ever uh, been diagnosed with prostate cancer? You know what? Um, I couldn't even give you a definitive answer for that. Like I'm so, I'm so ignorant. Like I'm, I'm so ignorant to the fact of, of prostate cancer when it comes to a male. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that's a huge thing. Like my dad used to get checked out for, it, but I'm still one of those guys that's young enough, but, ignorant enough to understand like that's really something you should be doing like you know that's really something I should be doing I should always be getting something like that checked out because my dad did it um but like I said I, it's it's not that much awareness going around when it comes down to prostate cancer for a man whether than breast cancer for a woman so when you think of cancer from my end it's more breast cancer for a woman or 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 um lung cancer or some somebody else or a prostate cancer for a male it's like i'm so blind and and and, and ignorant to something that's not being a, a a real big awareness to a guy in my community you know what i'm saying like it's, it's like you know now that you brought it up again i'm like man i really should be doing that you know what i'm saying like i really should be doing that for sure and and, and it, it is something that is skewing especially men of color even at a younger age, hey, look, you know, I, I had just turned 
42 when I found I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, my last question to you then, in light of everything that you've gone through, um, do you think that you're going to be more proactive to making sure that, let's say, your uncles uh, and, and men who are a little bit older than you, uh, who mean a lot to you, that they get checked on a regular basis? You know what, um, to be honest, man, I probably, um, my, my gym that I've uh, created in the city of Detroit is probably made up of like 80% men. And I'm going to make that, and mostly older men, I'm going to make that a priority that each and every one of our men go get checked out or they, or they can no longer be a, a director or a, a specialist in my gym. You know what wow. I'm saying? Like help for you is the more is you can't help that other man out or that other boy out or other kid out that walking to the gym if you don't help yourself out. So I think that's going to be something I'm going to implement as for our, for our staff as a, as a, as a criteria, you know what I mean? But like I said, I'm going to do my part on my end to get our guys to live as long as they can and to check out and know their body as much and as well as they can. So I'm going to do my part. Um, and I hope that next fighter does their part and the next fighter does their part as if all of us can just do our part, you know what I'm saying? Then the world becomes a better place. So I'm just going to do my part. I'm going to just tell you I can do my part. And um, I'll be the first one to go get checked out and I'll be able to first one to email you the results to tell you like, look, I went and got mine done for you, BC. And um, to say like, you fought, I'm going to fight with you. And I'm going to tell you that you're my brother um, and I'm going to fight with you and I'm going to go out there and do that. And then I'll, I'll make that a strict, policy for my staff to be to, to get it done and we'll start there the mission for man cave health is to encourage all men to take just one hour out of the year to either get a physical and a psa test and with donations from people just like you you can help other men who maybe don't have the resources to pay for a psa test or a physical exam all you've got to do is go to the Man Cave Health website at mancavehealth.org and sign up for their free newsletter. It is a great resource. And please make a donation because this public charity is trying to make sure that all men can get a physical and a PSA test. And all you've got to do to donate to this public charity is text the last stand to 44321. Tony, for everybody who comes on, we allow uh, viewers who watch uh, to submit questions. We got so many of them from social media, so we'll get right through them here really quick. Uh, first one from Twitter from Bernie. He says, how's the football team you coach and all the rest of the amazing community work you do in Detroit going? Uh, well, like I said, the community work never stops, man. It's always a way to, to make the city better or, or to make the community that you're in better. Um, so that never stops. Um, this Friday or Saturday, one of them days, uh, we got a free free clothes giveaway giveaway that we're giving away clothes to everybody in need. So, um, like I said, that 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 never stopped. That's in my heart. That never stopped. That never will stop. Um, we always find ways to pick up and get sponsors for for people that got the same hearts as me that that keep donating their time and luxuries to to, to people that really need it um, more than we do. Um, so that never stops. That's 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 gonna be until the day I die. Um, the football team. Um, my gym trains 50% of the, of the kids on that team. Um, but I had to give it a break of, of coaching so I can really kind of really more, uh, my last stretch of my years, my 30 year old years, 
um, to just dedicate myself to me, dedicate myself to the sport of boxing because the sport needs my body more than these kids. Because after I'm done, I get my kids, I give them kids a hundred percent. So I'll be able to look back and say, well, look, you gave the kids a rest. Now you can get back to it because you gave yourself a hundred percent. I can look myself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, Hey, you know what I'm saying? You did it the right way. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna have nobody saying, well, uh, you know, every time you lose, it's always something. Or maybe if you went to coach them kids more, maybe if you dedicate his time to get some rest when he was coaching them kids, maybe would have, you know what I'm saying? So we don't want those kind of those kind of opinionated uh, opinionated answers. So we just going to go in and just cut it off now. And when it's time for me to get over and done boxing is done, I'm done. I'm, I'm right back there 100%. This one you've already kind of answered. Uh, it comes from Twitter. It says, are you interested in a herd rematch or a fight with J-Rock? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one from Twitter. It says, uh, Tony, do you have a stamina problem? You seem to tire in all of your losses. Um, to be honest, man, I, I don't even feel like I said, like, like the, the way we structure this, these camps, man, I, I, it's, it's really hard to say, like, I don't, any, I don't even understand how I get tired. Like I run all day. Like I run like a gazelle, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, want, I, I would rather say I have a problem with every time I punch is I'm taking half of the bars down every time. I like, I don't know if you play fight night, so the bar is this much. So, you know, every time you throw a power punch, the bar goes like this. You know, every time they have to rejuvenate itself back up, it goes like this. So I think I have the problem with every time I punch that I'm taking every bar down with it. Rather just tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, chopping the wood down. I'm trying to I'm trying to strike the tree one time and hoping that big ass tree fall, which I know that the tree is gonna take time, and I know I have to manifest in this tree and create this tree to fall by just chopping it away. You know what I'm saying? So I think I have the problem with trying to kill every time I punch, which is not a bad problem, but it is a bad problem. You know what I'm saying? Which is which the mentality is right, but um, the concept of going twelve rounds is you know what I'm sometimes it's, it's you know what I'm saying sometimes you gotta cook the pot up. Stir it up a little bit before you just whip the whip that whip that thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think I got a more of a problem like that. Okay. Uh JK from Twitter asks, uh, who's your new trainer? Uh, my brother. Um, I think, I think uh, yeah, my, my 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 older brother. Um, I think it was it was it was best to create a trainer for me that knew me, that um that understood me, that understood being an athlete. Um and most importantly, kind of knows my ins and outs. You know, I don't even have to tell him, but he knows when I need rest. He knows when I need a break. He knows when, nah, let him just chill for the day. He needs to just recover for the day. You know what I mean? So a guy that just knew me like the like the like like the back of my hand, a guy that know that I'm gonna always give it two thousand percent. And another thing for me is I I literally get sick of watching these trainers every time somebody fights and lose. It's like they had nothing invested in this shit. And like you see them like just walk out of the ring or you just see them like they write on to an interview smiling in front of the camera. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like they have nothing invested in, in, in their fighter, they just training the fighter. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted somebody to just be invested in me all the way. Like my brother has had, well, got no fighters except for the fighters that we train here. So he's not invested into like a Freddie Roach or they got tons of fighters lined up where he's going on to the next product. You know what I'm saying? My brother literally is putting everything he has 
in what we got right now and focus on me solely and focus on me. And like, he's not worried about having to train Shane Mosley Jr. next. And then right after that, we're going into training uh, Manny Pacquiao. And then Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao. And then we're not, then we're going to the next camp. And then like, I just, you know, I just think you need somebody dedicated strictly for, for you. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that's going to be dedicated to you. And literally, like, if you see me crying on somebody's shoulder, it'll be my brother walking me out of the ring, win, lose, or draw. You know what I'm saying? We walked in together. We're going to walk out together, whether some of these trainers walk in with the fighter. And if it does not go their way, they own, they separate. way. They, like, fighter goes this way with, with the people that really love them. And, you know, the trainer goes the opposite way. We're doing interviews and all the other bullshit. It makes it look like my 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 dog, like you really send the true toes that training anyway. Like go with somebody you love because sometimes like you cannot defeat love. Like love is undefeated. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like whether you go with the sky, that's a hundred times more skill. I'm gonna choose love over skill any day of the week. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I choose. Uh this one from John from Twitter. He says, uh, will you fight Irislandy Lara? I would, I mean, I would I would love, I would, I would, I would, me as a fighter. I would love to fight. I, I would have loved to fight a law over a problem. You know, that like me as me as a fighter, but me as a fan, fuck no. I don't want to fight no Addis Landy Law because <laughs> it makes it that much harder to, for a guy like me to look good on a guy like Law. You know what I'm saying? When you got two guys, you know, looking to dance, which makes for a boring fight. So as a fan for myself, like I'm I'm still a fan. Like I still think on both sides. Like I got my two brains. I got the fighter side and I got the fan side. So as the fan side, it's like, um, no, nah, that wouldn't be like the most exciting fight to ever make. You know what I'm saying? But as but as the fighter side, it's like that's a beautiful fight to make when it comes down to skill level. When it comes down to the grit of two people and two 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 fighters in the junior middleweight division, I would love to, I would love to fight a uh, fight a guy like Laura. But you know what I'm saying? Like. I think for 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 me, I think Laura gets like the most golly, like the most credit for doing what he does more than anybody. Like literally, like um, I thought Castano worked very good against Laura. I thought he was very active against Laura. So I think a lot of them draws that Laura be getting. I'd be like, how? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying he's a he, he does he he does a lot of good stuff, right? But no, he's at the he's at the older end of his wit, right? And um, his activity is slowing down. You slowing know, what I mean? down, so yeah. how so so how is he winning these fights when when these young guys are coming in literally working, 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 working? They get him in the corner, and throw a thousand punches. He get out of there, and throw two punches, and it's ooh ooh, like you know what I'm saying. So I just think uh the, the world loves Lara, which you see, but with with he's he's an amazing fighter, but uh the fighter side, yes, the fan side, no. Uh, this one from Twitter, you've kind of answered it. It says, have you made the necessary adjustments to avenge your loss to Jermel Charlo? I mean, the like I said, losses come with the sport, man. I'm not looking to avenge anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 1-1. Like I said, we, if you, if you want to, if he wants to die like that, you're not die like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not chasing him. I'm not on Twitter writing him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He write me more than I write him. You know what I'm saying? And he won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so once again, he's, he, he literally thinks about me more than I think about him ever in life. I don't even think about the dude. So, um, um, like I said, he's just another another guy. He want to fight. I want to fight. If he want to die one on one, cool. I'm dying one on one. If he want to meet at a catchweight where he can keep all the fucking belts, let's just do it for the glory. Let's just do it for the fucking tiebreaker and the competitiveness of two fucking men. Let's fucking go. If 
you want to do it any other way, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't hear, it ain't got to be no belt for me. Like, I just want to really just settle the score. Like, nigga, I don't want to die being one-on-one with you. You know what I'm saying? When I know in my heart, like, I'm better than you. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, uh, he's a great fighter, man. He, he's on with his career. And, and like I said, I, I applaud him for being a, uni- you know what I'm saying, a unified champion in the, in the junior middleweight division. I, I don't think it's been done before or something like that, right? Like he was yeah. the first one to do it or well, they're, 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 you know, he's looking, trying to be the first uh, undisputed uh, okay. there at, at 154. And like so. I said, I like, and once again, I swear to God, as a brother, as a, as a, as a brother, I'm rooting for him. You know what I mean? Even though I don't like him, I'm rooting for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm rooting for him to, to, to break history and, and, and open the doors up for another brother to come and do it behind. You know what I'm saying? So I'm rooting for him. Um, I don't like him, but I'm rooting for him. And um, like I said, my, 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 my thing is I'm not chasing him. But if if it happens, it happens. If if not, I think um shit, fuck it. I I'm not. I'm I, I can die without it. Uh, we've come to the last segment of this show, Tony Harrison. We call it the last stand. I'm asking you just a series of questions. You give me the first thing, not the second. First thing right. that comes to your mind. You ready? I'm with you. I'm with you. In your opinion, right now, who's mm-hmm. the best fighter at 154? Me. Okay. Which city has the richest boxing history? Detroit. Philly, New York, Detroit. 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 I answered that already. (laughs) (laughs) Who is? Well, I'll ask it like this. What's better? Super Bad Academy or Kronk's Gym? Ooh, that's a good fucking question. <laughs> now, that's a good fucking question. I think, um, I think, I like I said, I, I think the generations have changed. So I, I just think it's about the time, um, um, that we're looking at. I think now that Super Superbad Academy is like the fucking shit. Like, like when like every like like literally every like like Kunk was every gym in the city of Detroit when they want the best work to come to Superbad Academy. They literally come to Superbad like. Every gym come down here to get the best word. Like we don't have to. My gym doesn't go anywhere. All right, like everybody was coming to Crunk to get the work. Everybody's coming to us to get the work. So, um, but the creation of champions came from Manny Stewart. I'm gonna go Crunk. All right. Uh, at 154, is there a guy coming up that you said, I think this kid may be a problem? Ooh, I like that question. Uh, like I said, uh, I, to be honest, man, I got a guy here, man, um, that I've loved since the first day I've laid eyes on this guy. Uh, when I was announcing the fight, he was fighting Wally Omatoso. He's down here right now. He's actually on a car, um, that I'm on, um, Cordell Booker. This guy is really going to fucking be a problem. This motherfucker, like five, 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 six, little small motherfucker, little compact running back. Little running back looking uh, like he just looked like a running back or something like built like a running back, real small, cocky, like nice built. But the guy is so smooth and so technically sound, like his angles. Like I, I think I think that's I, I think that's my pick. It's either gonna be uh Cordell Booker for me, or it's gonna be a Charles Conwell. Both All right. Problem. Got it. Here's the last question. It's the big one here. In your opinion, who is the face? of Detroit boxing. Is it Joe Lewis, Thomas Hearns, or Tony Harrison? Oh, the face. Um, I think you gotta just take me out of that shit. Like the, the two guys you named before me was just like, fuck. Like, 
those guys were just like the shit. Like those guys were the shit. And um, like me, 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 me to be honest, like Joe Lewis was the shit, like the shit. But he's still in a different type of time zone than I mean. You know what I mean? Like he, he's a guy that, that I would like black and white fights, I don't even pretend to even watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, it's gotta be the Motor City Cobra, man. The, the Cobra, man, is that guy, man. Literally walking, like literally, like when I be with Tommy and I walk with Tommy, this motherfucker can stop a parade. Like the parade could be walking down the street. They see Tommy, they everybody's like, this guy's still a shit, man, he's still a man. And um, I'm gonna go Tommy all day. T.H., Tony Harrison, Tommy Harrison, T.H., when we get together, we tech. We, we tear the city up. We do what we got to do. And I love that man, T.H. <laughs> well, listen, I want to wish you the best of luck on April 17th. Uh, I've been waiting to do it for a while, man. It, it's great that you you took the time and spent some time with us here on The Last Stand. Hey, cuz, you know I love you, man. I love you. I know sometimes I get extra busy, man. But like I said, um, I think I think it's good to have, to have a brother like you doing this shit, man. I, and I love it. I love it. I think you need to get more brothers to do this. I think you need to do this like every day if you can, man. Like, I think you need to shed light on so many brothers that need you. Like, so, like we need you as a platform. Like, like, come on, BC. Like, you need, you need, like, we need you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate that we need you so much because we. I, I'm a brother that hates needing somebody, but we need you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hate, I hate that, that you only do this for the biggest fighters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many fighters coming up, BC, that you need to be interviewing that's like, Damn, BC, I could be that. Like, you know what I'm mean? saying? I can yeah. really start a new, I can really start a new wave of this shit. Like, let me get this guy out here that they don't know about. Let me, let me tune into this guy. Let, let them get inside on this guy they don't know about. BC, you just gotta do a little bit of research, but you became a TV analyst, my nigga. You can do research. You can fucking, <laughs> like you can do the groundwork to do some research. Like, you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, like they need you, man. The shit, like the sport needs you for us, brothers. Um and I think you do all, like literally this show is like amazing, bro. Like it's amazing. Like I only I, like they need to be paying you the, like they need you like like they not paying you what you need to be paid, bro. Come to me. <laughs> come, come to Detroit, man. Come to Detroit so we can kind of petition you to get paid more, man. Like our our brothers need to be getting paid more for the stuff that they do. And uh the time they take out to do this stuff correctly, man. And I love you. I appreciate you for all us brothers. But you know what I'm saying? Do the groundwork, man, and like. Like I like I, I just don't like that all analysts only pay attention to the guys that's on top. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 you know, I, I just think it's so many guys that need this light shed on them. Um, and I just think like for y'all, just you know, like my maybe once a month, man, just dedicated a uh, new fighter alert or something. You know what I'm saying? Like just give it once. Like you know, we need need we need. I need to see some of these some of these killers. You know what I'm saying? Just, just like how we, we have enlightened you when it comes to health, you've enlightened us. And you know what? I think that's something we're going to start doing and incorporating. We're going to start incorporating some of the up and comers here and make sure that we get those guys on. Yeah, because I'm you, you, you raise a great point. There's a lot of great athletes and great fighters. It is, out there. man. And there's a lot of guys that's just unsigned, that, that's looking to get the hour, unsigned, that's going to get the top rank. They just need the opportunity. You know what I mean? It's just almost like that guy that back in the day, when he's been like, this guy would be Jordan. But nobody fucking knew about him because he never he didn't go to the biggest college or he didn't even go to school period, but he'd go tear it up at the rucker. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the guy we want to talk about. Like, like let's not talk about him when it's too late, when the guy then blew his own opportunity and we, we gotta make a show on Netflix because the guy then then blew his opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm saying like late, like 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 let's share light on these guys now, man. And um, I, I think it. it'll be dope, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the time. Wish you nothing but the best of luck in your fight. And, folks, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, like super bad Tony Harrison. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week.